Hello, and welcome to See What We See with Lauren and Martin. My name is Lauren Cashin. I'm the Executive Director of the Ontario Opticians Association, and I'm here with my co-host, Martin LeBeau, Deputy Executive Director of the Ontario Opticians Association. On today's episode, we'll be discussing a five-year global vision care initiative that the World Health Organization, the WHO, started in 2014. With its five years coming to an end, it's a great time to revisit the plan and see how Canada's collaboration helped. We'll also be joined by a couple of special guests today to speak more broadly about Canada's national efforts towards better global vision care. We're very excited to have with us today Jim Prouse, Executive Director from the Canadian Council of the Blind. And we also have with us today Monica Riatagui, the manager of the Mobile Eye Clinic. The Mobile Eye Clinic, MEC, is an initiative of the Canadian Council of the Blind. Jim and Monica are here to share additional perspectives on this important topic during May, which is Vision Month. Martin, why don't you tell us a little bit about the WHO plan? In 2013, the World Health Organization commissioned a team to develop a five-year strategic plan from 2014 to 2019. Uh, that plan would outline what can be done to improve visual impairment worldwide. Worldwide right now, there's 2.2 billion people that have some type of visual impairment. And out of those 2.2 billion people, 1 billion are preventable or just not as been addressed yet. I mean, some of the cause is are mild to severe distance vision impairment due to unaddressed refractive errors, as well near vision impairment uh, due to presbyopia. A lot of these people are over 50 years old. So when you think the leading cause of visual impairment worldwide is uncorrected refractive errors and some cataracts, for us to sit here, we're like, well, this is so easy to fix. How can that not be fixed everywhere? That's why the WHO stated that comprehensive eye care services need to become an integral part of primary healthcare and healthcare systems delivery. I mean, this is something opticians and other eye care professionals have been advocating for years now. Maybe it's time to bring our special guest, Thorne. Could you introduce them to us? Great. Thanks, Martin. That was great. Hi, Jim and Monica, and thanks so much for taking time out of your busy day to uh, come speak with us. So I'd like to spend a few minutes with you talking about how you think Canada has fared in acting on the WHO plan. But first, why don't you tell us a little about yourselves and what you do? Jim, uh, why don't you go first, and then we'll hear from Monica. So Jim, what, what do you do? <laughs> well, I'm the Executive Director of the Canadian Council of the Blind. And the background uh, note, all our directors, other than myself, uh, board of directors are uh, legally blind and they're visual laws. So they provide the direction uh, for the organization. And as you can understand, eye health and eye care are, is, is definitely a priority of theirs. And one of the other things that they're very interested in is protecting sight for people that have sight now. And they truly uh, value uh, any sight that they may have left so it's very important to them. So our, we have a combination of programs, including our mobile eye clinic, which we'll get into in a minute. We've done a lot of work in advocacy for the best eye care. Our president, Louise Gillis, has been very active with ophthalmology and optometrists and association and ministers of health across Canada to promote the best eye care drugs and treatment for, for the public. And we work with other partners. We, along with this, uh, we have a, a group of people with vision loss that have a program called GTT, Getting Together with Technology. 
So with that, they, it's somebody, they all have vision loss or are legally blind and they help other people in the community learn how to use technology like Zoom and it's very popular, iPads and, and various things uh, on how uh, they can improve their lives. And they do training uh, for computers, for work and other things like that. Now we just completed a survey of the community on how they're affected by COVID-19. And we put together a report on that, which I mentioned we'll send you. And it's uh, quite extensive and it brings up the concerns of the vision loss community as far as uh, how to operate and, and the concerns due to the virus. Um, I guess that gives you a good overview. Great. Thanks, Jim. That's great. And the get together with technology, I guess, is really relevant right now with a lot more people working from home. And, yes. Uh, you're, I'm looking forward to read your survey and uh, okay. see how people are being affected. So, Monica, tell us about the mobile eye clinic and uh, what you do and uh, how the clinic works. Okay. I'm in charge of the mobile eye clinic, and we started a program in 2004. Uh, we bring a registered optometrist to the schools and seniors' homes to provide a comprehensive eye examination. And after that, if glasses are required, uh, we issue a letter so people can get glasses for free. And yeah, if there is any problem and if they need, uh, the patient needs uh, further assistance or has any question, we, they can contact us and the uh, optometrist who saw the patient can actually contact them and do the follow-up. So there is a continuity of care if anything happened. Well, that's, that's great. What a great program. Mm -hmm. um, it's great that you're bringing eye exams to people who actually don't realize of the importance and also those who are challenged in getting to a place where they can access the uh, eye exam. Mm -hmm. I guess it's always a challenge getting funding. I imagine uh, within the healthcare community, optometry and opticianry, there are people waiting that will would like to participate mm -hmm. and uh, we'd love to share your message uh, with our members and that. Um, so I just want to ask you, you know, it's a pilot project, I assume, and it's in Eastern Ontario, yeah. I think. Still a pilot, yes. So where would you be going next? There's a whole country that needs us. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot depends on the funding and uh, where we're doing it. There's a major problem in urban and cities of people not getting eye exams. So we can expand tenfold in Ottawa alone and still not meet all the needs if we had the funds to do it. I think we would go where we had the most cooperation and support from both the community, the school boards, and the optometrists and opticians that are willing to work with us. But we've gathered some interesting statistics about the number of children that aren't getting eye exams and the fact that uh, over 20% that are getting eye exams still need follow-up that was undetected. And as I was saying earlier, 1% of the children that we examine have the same sight as somebody that is legally blind, and that's been undetected until we've gone in and done the, the checkup. So it's an important issue for the education of children and quality of life of all, both seniors and children, to have proper eye exams and proper glasses and be able to see properly.
you know, with all your programs with the mobile eye clinic and earlier when we were, before we came on, we were discussing, you mentioned a few other programs you guys have. So have you seen growth in accessibility uh, for Canadians to access vision care over the last five years? I would say no. The, the problem is that I, I personally think that there's vision care uh, doesn't get the attention uh, both from the provincial health, municipal health, and other people, and even the public in general, take their eyesight for granted. Uh, you can talk to people at any age and say, how long has it been since you've had an eye exam? And people will go on for years. But there's a lot of students and children where, you know, vision loss can be protected, but you need to get the eyes tested. And that's, uh, I've been, uh, you know, I'm excited that we're doing it. And I, there's different people that are trying to promote it. I think we're going to have to work with you guys and other people to tr make sure the government has focus on eye care. It's so true. COVID has really thrown a monkey wrench into things. 2020 yeah. was supposed to be a real celebration of, for everybody in, in vision right. care. And we were gearing up to it. And this was going to be our year. And it's, it's kind of taken a back seat to just this mess that the world is in right now. Martin, I think you have a couple of questions. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, to me, uh, it sounds like you guys are on the same path as the uh, World Health Organization and trying to, you know, diminish uh, visual impairment uh, throughout the world and obviously trying to do it here at home. Um, but it doesn't seem like it's getting the traction necessarily that we want right now. Uh, I mean, the five-year plan's almost at its end right now. Um, what do you think we could do to get back that on track and really make a difference going forward? Well, that's a tough question. Uh, I, I think uh, there's no magic uh, bullet on that one. I think we need to work together with as many partners as we can to point out the advantages to governments and others to have proper eye care. As we say, the investment in eye care now will save um, costs for children and education. It helps quality of life. Uh, Ottawa had a problem two years ago with the number of seniors falling and breaking uh, legs and uh, hospital uh, went up by about $17 million cost due to slips and falls. Oh. And uh, vision loss uh, is a key factor in slips and falls. So I don't know, I can't quantify uh, the percentage, but if, they, if more seniors had proper eye care and, and glasses, it might have protected and saved the, the money there. Students, a lot of children in class, when they're acting up, they have low vision or they're they don't, undetected, and they say, well, that person has ADD, but they don't. Uh, they, you know, it, it's getting them proper education beforehand and proper eye care that makes a difference. Oh. Well, thank you, Jim. I mean, I mean, we know there's statistics out there. It's just, it's hard to make people understand, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I know. Yeah. And with programs like the Mobile Eye Clinic, I think that will be very helpful because when we go to the schools, we send a consent form to the entire school population. And in that consent form, we explain everything about having an eye exam that is covered by OHIP, at least in Ontario, that is covered by OHIP, and uh, kids should have an eye examination once a year at least, same for seniors. We have found that many parents, they don't know that it's covered by OHIP. They don't know that having an eye examination is very, very important for the kids. What a great conversation. Such a pleasure to have Jim and Monica on the podcast. Thank you very much.
We'd also like to thank the sponsor of this episode of See What We See. Our sponsor today is Nikon Optical. Nikon's a trusted partner of the OOA. So thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Looking forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thanks for listening and stay safe. Thank you for listening to See What We See with Lorna Martin. Be sure to follow us across our social media pages so you never miss an update or an episode. You can find us on Twitter at OOA underscore Frontline. On Facebook and LinkedIn, we are Ontario Opticians Association. Follow us on Instagram at Ontario Opticians Association. That's all one word. We look forward to seeing you again on See What We See with Warren and Martin. Take care and stay safe.